If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. Hello, 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 and welcome to another exciting episode. And I think today's will be an exciting episode on a lot of levels of Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. And, uh, here on Radio Free Brooklyn, or Radio Free Brooklyn, um, <clears throat> Noel, yeah. I feel like we want to skip the preamble, the little intro that we normally do. Yeah, we have an action-packed show this week. So well, I uh, think we do, and we have a guest this week, Noel. Yes, Mr. Frank Rothstein. Hi, how are hey. you? Hello. Hi, Frank. Nice to meet you. Nice meeting you. And uh, Frank, we have you here because you are a... Uh, uh, Filmmaker of sorts. I am the owner of Coast to Coast Video, one of the longest standing adult film companies in the industry. Okay, that's right. And our topic this week is porn. So that it uh, lucky coincidence. It's just <laughs> weird how it works out that <laughs> way. It falls isn't into it? place. Then. Yeah. <laughs> um, Frank, yours is a family business, right? Yeah, I would be considered a second generation member of my industry. My father founded the company. In early 1984, and we've been here ever since. That's that's kind of amazing. I mean, I feel like that's not normal in that in in this industry. It's not as uncommon as you think. Um, uh -huh. There are a lot of second generation people who have been around. Not as many as they used to be. They've moved on to other things, but mm, it's not unusual. Okay. And uh, when your father started it. What did he do before he got into into well, porn? Originally, he was an in the beginning an offset printer. He had a printing company, uh -huh. and things were changing. And there was he became a distributor. Mm -hmm. And somewhere along the line, someone thought of the idea of why pay for other people's movies when you can do one yourself. And that's just what he did. And on the first day, I think he made $80,000 or something like that. Oh, wow. I said, this is a good idea, and just kept going from there. And that was it. And here we are today. And this was all pre-internet, obviously. Yeah. There this was, was still in the days of old magazines, pocketbooks, and Super 8 film. Super 8 film. He didn't shoot on Super 8, but there was still beta cams coming out. Uh -huh. VHS was not the commonplace yet. Yep. There was no such thing as a disc or a cassette. Right. It was, you still had eight tracks running around in 1984, and things were different. So at that point, the distribution was to theaters more than anything else. There was theaters. There was Times Square looked like the Times Square yep. from when we were kids. It uh -huh. like a just picture a black and white thing and a million theater heads all over the place. And Except they were all porn. A bunch of porn in, <laughs> yeah. on one side and a bunch uh -huh. of karate movies on the other side. And, mm -hmm. and it was just, we were still here. You know, things were changing, but yeah, it's, it's been interesting. Yeah. So you guys, you guys make movies and then I guess you distribute them? Well, we, I, we don't. Direct. We're not shooting here. We everything oh. is jobbed out at the time to California. Okay. We hire the director. Pretty much, we'll tell them what we want. Uh, from the time that I've taken over the company, which is about fifteen, sixteen years ago, um, I will tell them what I want. I will make a few requests, 
and pretty much I don't care what they fill in the rest with. This, sure. And all I want to make sure is that what I what I ask for I get, and the rest is up to them. They just know the general the general scope of what I want. Yeah, and and you'll ask for like a genre. I'll ask for a genre. I will make a couple of like I say. I'll ask for a genre. I will probably pick out. The lead actress, if there's someone specific I want, and if they're on vacation or ill, I'll wait. Mm-hmm. And and um, then again, a few small requests, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Yeah. And let them go to work. And so as far as story or anything like that, that's entirely up to them. If there is a script involved, you leave that in the their script, hands. Yeah, the script, because um, script needs to be, like anything else, rewritten, adjusted, mm-hmm. depending on who's doing the work. In the case of like any small project, someone gets sick, they can't make it, you have to fill it in. Maybe you have someone who doesn't read lines as well, so you have to adjust. Right. So we just, I give them the general idea. Uh-huh. Okay. And and so now when I was younger and I was watching a lot of porn and when i mean young i'm like teenager and and back in those days there was like you had channel j in new york you had City. channel j yeah you had channel j which the which had the big the two biggies were robin bird the robin bird show um where she was completely nuts and would have like male and female strippers on and do little interviews with them I, and then they would dance and she would she yeah. would lip sync over her big hot single I, baby like i know robin very box. well yeah, she's okay. great she's She's really something. Uh huh. She's she's very creative. Knows just what she's doing. Absolutely. And she's been doing this a long, long time. Long. So, and and then there was uh, Midnight Blue with Al Goldstein, which was as close to hardcore as you were going to find on television at that time. Certainly. Uh, There was another guy who. uh, uh, Oh, why can't I remember his name? He would go around with the video camera. Ugly George. Ugly George. Dressed in pretty much a tinfoil suit, guaranteeing he can get any woman to do porn at any time. Yeah. <laughs> and then he would he would videotape it in you know, he'd bring him back yeah. to a studio and videotape them basically getting undressed and eventually having sex with oh, wow. him. Yeah. And that was on TV? That was on Channel J, yeah. which was public access. Okay. And then it when we it moved, this was before it moved to numbers. It faded, he came back, he was around. It, it almost looked like a cartoon after a while. He was walking around it looked like an antenna on his head, uh-huh. and but you know he did it for a long time, and he had a following. He would carry a basic camera yeah. the size of a phone booth, yeah, on his shoulder. Yeah, well, at that time there were no handhelds, little palm right. held. Even if you had to get in close, you had a big unit on mm-hmm. your shoulder in, in a regular movie. So uh, it's funny when the guy in porn talks about someone having a big unit on yeah. his shoulder. <laughs> yes, it's a double entendre. Yeah. I feel you know, you know in uh, in Canada where I was a teenager, they had no porn. Uh, porn was legal. It's since become, you know, legal. But in Ontario, there was no porn growing up. So what did you do? There's strip clubs. Yeah, but as a high school student, that's not right. You know. So what did you do for porn? Were there no magazines either? Uh, yeah, but nothing too. There wasn't anything too crazy. Okay, it was mail order. Someone had it. Uh, yeah, I guess someone had it. Yeah. Someone had I it. I didn't have yeah. it. <laughs> P.O. box, whatever, allow four to six weeks delivery, and yeah. that was it. So the period of time between when your father started this business and you took it over, yeah. clearly, and how long ago did you take it over? I took it over, I think, 1999, I think. Okay, so there was clearly a sea change in the way that people viewed pornography. Yeah. There's many changes. Point. There's many changes from there. 
Right. From the beginning to through, through and through. It changes all the time. Okay. And so, so, I mean, I think we as lay people are aware of the obvious, the streaming video, right? Which is, which is apparently, which I still don't quite, I, I don't understand. So this is the thing. I hear, I've heard a lot read, read things about how the porn industry is dying because of free streaming video. Yeah. Right. And yet, it seems like the porn industry is making more money than ever. The porn industry, the porn industry is not dying on the part for for the for the consumer. Okay. Anyone who wants to stream a scene or pay for an internet site mm-hmm. can do it. That's easy enough, and they will find what they want. And if they see something they want to download and own it, they will. That's easy. Where it's having a problem is on the business end, the manufacturer's end. People who who have all these free websites, who pirate the movies, who give it up for free, get a, an occasional sell sell off um, advertising time. They don't view it as work. They view it as content, as just product. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas someone like me who's been around long enough sees it as work. This is what we do. This is what we created. And you're turning into a, a couple of millibytes of information and yeah. giving it away for nothing. And it has hurt. From the hundreds of studios that we're producing all along the way right now, I asked a longtime friend how many he thinks are left, and he's figuring about, in America, maybe 15, maybe. I don't, I don't really know. I know overseas they film all the time. Mm-hmm. It's, a whole different, it's a whole different market out there, mm-hmm. overseas in Eastern Europe or wherever else they are. And that's different. Do you have a foothold overseas, or are you primarily domestic? I am now primarily domestic. Uh-huh. There are a lot of companies in America that have been hurt by it all. Mm-hmm. Um, the Internet, my personal feeling of the Internet, while it's great for looking up certain information... It's good for certain things, but for the most part, anything anything you can create, the internet will destroy. <laughs> that is that my is, personal feeling. I, I you know, I one think day when your laptop shoots out a shot of vodka, there will go your corner bar. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and it's not that far away. I would imagine either. There you go. There's apps for everything now. Yeah. Um. So for you, okay. So you're you're in a, in, a, in an interesting position in that you are sort of separated since most of the work that happens for your films happens in California, mm-hmm. and you're sitting here in New York, yeah. right? Yeah. Your relationship with the people that that work for you mm. is 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 distant, right? You're not on set. You're not. I am distant, but I do know my directors. Oh, I, I will right. not hire someone I I have never met. I uh-huh. will never hire someone I don't know. <laughs> Um, and it just depends on what I'm shooting. If it's, it's, it's odd to describe. It's, it's not hard. It's just odd because there are so many people I know, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. They know me by -hmm. reputation or by, by company name. So if I call them, if I call them on the phone, it's hi, it's Frank Costa Costa. If I give them my last name, they're totally lost. Uh Um, it's, it's different. So I, I usually stick into certain areas of people I know certain people and let them handle the rest yeah what about florida i heard florida was giant in porn i hadn't heard it's giant oh, really? i'm sure someone's shooting somewhere there's yeah. there's people who distribute down there and there's people who i mean if you have a if you have a um 
a quiet farm somewhere, yeah. Go shoot. <laughs> you got yeah. a boat somewhere where no one can see you? Yeah. Go shoot. Uh-huh. You know, go go ahead. Farm. Um All right. Uh yeah. So what what do you guys know? Are you guys known for anything or Coast to Coast Video? What are we known for? We actually are the first in a few different areas. All right. One of them is the older women movies. The sure. the idea of the older woman. Mm-hmm. Something that we knew way back before Hollywood figured it out. And we have been doing that since, oh, I can't even begin to tell you. I really don't know. Uh-huh. It's been a very long, long time. We started off with, I think, bur- an old burlesque star, and here we are now still. It's been a long time yeah. as the first company to do it. Now, there are a lot of people doing it, right? but we were the first. We also, of some of the otter-sounding things, uh-huh. The very first company to produce what we call, oh, I'm sorry, but it's a squirting. Let's yeah, you can say whatever you want. ejaculation. Yeah. Uh, no need to apologize. We, we, we started off with a movie that someone else came up with the title of Rain Woman. <laughs> Rain Woman, yes. She literally was a, a this pretty girl who was a star of the movie, who mm-hmm. was not a great actress. It was a very well-done box cover, and... We created a movie around this concept, and and that's what it was, Rain Woman. And then we came up with some other varied titles and different ways of presenting it, but that was the first. Yeah. And for people who are listening and laughing at this this thought, uh, (laughs) I cannot tell you how many people have made millions on it. I can imagine. On on this concept. Oh, sure. If you look through today's market of clips for sale and... Anywhere else, for that matter, you will find a big area of everyone's website dedicated to these two topics. Yeah, well, I had done uh, a little bit of research, um, and uh, there is a book that came out called A Billion Wicked Thoughts that uh, I don't know if you're familiar with, um, but it was uh, two neuroscientists decided to do the largest uh, research on pornography and the human mind and how things trigger and what things things. And one of the things they did within the pro, 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 within the within this process was they looked up the top 20 searches under the pornography banner. Number one, moms slash older women. So yep. right there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, number seven, squirting. Okay. So right there, two of the things that you guys basically created. Created. Well, obviously not created because people were <laughs> well, doing it before <laughs> right. we opened the but, doors. But as, as far as putting it on 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 a, on a video, and yeah, we we did it first. Um, was it your dad's idea? Or was it your idea? It was not my idea because I had not run the company yet. Uh-huh. Uh huh. At that time, I had a uh, video, an, an adult video store in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't my idea. It was his and someone else's, if I'm if I'm correct. And it just happened, and we kept going along the way. I want to know how that pitch meeting went. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> five minutes. Yeah, I'm sure. I found this girl. She squirts all over the place. No, nah, I let's film it. Yeah, I can assure you, there's no board meetings involved with us. We can find two milk crates, two park benches, and our meeting is very very simple. Uh-huh. You know, what do you need? How many do you need? And, I'll tell you if I have it, and that's right. just the way it goes. <laughs> this is what I want shot. Can you shoot it for me? Yeah. Uh, so, 
Uh, when we have, when we have a guest, we usually pitch different ideas. Uh, this week, because it seems like you mix anything with porn and it's gold. Uh, I've got just different things to pitch. Well, before you pitch, porn. think about. Remember this. Yeah. For every body part, every piece, every minuscule of body part oh, of the human there. body, yeah. there is either a preference or fetish for yeah. it. Right. Pitch away. Okay. All right. <laughs> so uh, my first thing I'm going to say is, uh, I'm going to have a little story with this too, is I know that you uh, have said that you know internet is just the destroyer of the industry, and all these people now can... Go out, and anyone with a handy cam uh, can film their own stuff, put it out there. People get it for free. Any idiot with a camera. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I actually have a friend of mine that I used to be on an improv group with. He was a bit of the hippie type, and he moved out to Washington State with his girlfriend. And then they started traveling around the country in a van. And he stopped in one time at one of our shows, and we're talking to him like, eh, what have you been up to? Well, it turns out what he's been up to is he was taping uh, like a web porn series out of his van from McDonald's parking lots when they could find free Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. Very creative. So, I like that. Uh, it, it, you know, it, these people are, in a way, eroding your, your base or, you know, your, your market. But what if you opened a... A trailer park with great Wi-Fi <laughs> that is uh, hippie porn friendly. That all these guys could in what state? Uh, it probably have to be a state where weed's legal. I'm guessing. <laughs> no, don't 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 make no mistake. In this country, every county, every every block, every every city has a different ordinance. And if I opened up a trailer park with it somewhere, I promise you, someone will find us and take us away. Okay, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I'm shot down already. First it's, one. It's just well, it's an it's an open it's a it's a park. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think you're shut down. I mean, I think you just need to find the right place. Yeah, I, it, yeah, I you need think to find a, the right place. Yes. I think it's a fine idea. I mean, certainly it works in the same notion as these sort of like houses, um, you know, which I think is kind of a big thing in Florida. This sort of do-it-yourself ethos of like you know, dudes going to clubs and picking up chicks and having them live in this house for free mm -hmm. and they just have to videotape every sexual act that they engage in and you know every shower they take and all that stuff. I think just like like when we were kids on the school bus hitting you want to sit in the wheel film the scene in an RV and hit a lot of bumps in the road and watch you go ah yeah there you go a traveling <laughs> porn studio there you go. that's an idea so yeah. there's an idea that maybe you can do you hook up a nice, a good looking. Uh, what are the what are the metal the metal ones? The beautiful airstreams. Okay, right. You have a whole camera set up in there through the internet. The death yet new life of pornography. Yeah, you let your people know that the porn stream is coming through. Porn V. <laughs> Yeah, then you'll get pulled over. Yeah, you, go. No, not, you don't have it. Talk Maybe about a speed trap. Yeah, what? <laughs> and then you'd like pull into cities, and people can film their own scenes. Oh yeah, that'll do. Yeah, yeah. that'll do it. 
There you go. Uh, yeah, that sounds I, like the uh, Girls Gone Wild guy who has well, not done well with that business well, model. Well, that that has he did very well with that business model till parents started suing him. Yeah, till yeah. I mean, that's a different thing when it's consenting adults who aren't drunk off their ass. That's a different story. Would you agree or disagree? Agree with so so he was he was comparing uh, I don't remember the guy's name but the the girls gone wild guy yeah who basically right? had an RV and went around to spring break to spring break right. well, there you go it failed yeah but it didn't fa- I mean it was it, it, it failed because of him though it failed right because well, well, he was taxes and and everything else he has a, he just screwed up in every any yeah, way you could right. possibly way. think of yeah he we was a we creepo understand and yeah right and then there was the whole thing the big thing where like parents were suing him because he was getting these girls drunk. I mean, I, I'm, I don't consider that necessarily a consensual act more, at that point. More than likely, it's best if you have a place to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's, okay. It's fine. Okay. Get, get them there any way you want. If you want to hire a bus and drive people around to get them there and see the sights along the way, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. But go. really, if you're better, if you have a place to go. But I feel like if we could probably find like a traveling sex bus online. Like there's so, probably somebody who's doing that. Well, there is, as I said, my buddy is doing this. Oh, oh right. Uh, but well, if, if you found a place where he didn't have to go to a McDonald's parking lot to steal the <laughs> Wi-Fi, I, I kind of wish that. I don't. I don't. But then think again, that's a... when you see these uh, party buses all around the city, if you uh-huh. want to put a pole in there and have a girl dancing, right? Yeah. Then you have a traveling club. That's true. So, have you tried to branch out with your brand in any other kind of way? I mean, obviously, you've been around for a long time, so there obviously must. I would imagine, as with anything. And I understand that pornography is sort of a fickle business. I mean, it depends, you know, uh, I imagine these, like, the women in porn, they have a following for a while, and, like, having longevity in porn is a difficult thing to do. The actresses probably have it easier than the companies now. They come, just forgetting the, what they're doing. Right. They come to work, they do their job, they get paid, they go home. Yeah. That is the end of it. We now now understand. I, I I fully recognize that actresses don't have these Hollywood contracts with residuals right. mm-hmm. or like television where they have like syndication. We, we, they don't have that, and they should. But they basically they come home when they come home. They come to work. They get paid. They go home. That's the end of it. Whereas we have to deal with how to make money. It used to be you made money right away. Right. Today, you don't film anything unless you know how you have a plan for it. Okay. You know how yeah, you're sure. going to make your money back. Um, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. I, my company hasn't shot in a while. It's just become very difficult, as with a lot of companies. Mm-hmm. Then you had other companies along the way, other studios that decided to create four, five, sometimes six different lines under one banner or six different company studio names, and I felt they became their own competition. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. And they used to want to get their price on their DVD replication. Uh huh. Duplication, repl- replication. So they had to order much more than they needed to get their price. Now, okay, they saved a few pennies here and there, but I know people, I do know some companies that are paying for dead space and rent or storage facilities, and one of them had an excess of a million DVDs to get rid of. Oh, wow. wow. And now you can see companies selling discs for ooh, 50 cents, yeah. a little less sometimes, uh-huh. anything just to get rid of it. So how is it the big companies do it? Like the Vivids, the, the you know, whatever, the, the big, as, enormous... Well, as far as I know, Vivid has its own uh, cable network now. Plus they got into the big, they opened their own string of big clubs. Uh-huh. 
they branded themselves extremely well. So branding is a when big you part think of, of the nineties, and they had the Vivid Girls. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing. The Vivid Girls that mm-hmm. was huge, um, and they they really sold the company name. So anything they did was tremendous. And at that time, they had one of the biggest stars of all time. They had Ginger Lynn, and then they had Heather Hunter, and they had a million of well, not a million of quite a few other women in between, who just were, were advertised or marketed and they sold. Yeah, and they have really. a lot higher production value than other places too, right? Well, production value is just what you put into it. Not all the movies, not like any other studio, not every movie was great. Uh-huh. Even in Hollywood, and, I don't, and everyone makes a winner every time. It's, yeah. But it was sort of sold. And so, the, so whether the project itself was good or not, it was sold. So it was going to do well. And at that time, there yeah. weren't as many people doing the same things. Mm-hmm. There wasn't as many studios around, so they didn't have the competition they would have had. Yeah. And they sold. Huh. It's it's interesting to me in that respect. I mean, I think, as I recall, because I remember even way back when it was a big deal that they had started the idea of the contract girl. Right? They would... They would I, don't, I don't know what that is. So it was like the old Hollywood studio system. Where they would find a, a, a girl that they okay. liked, and they would sign her to an exclusive yeah. contract, where she would have, she would make a certain amount of movies a year. Mm-hmm. She would get paid, you know, a flat, you know, she was a contract, so she'd make yeah. two hundred grand a year, Cer- like, certain amount of movies, certain amount of appearances, mm-hmm. certain amount of advertising. <clears throat> there was a big photo shoot around her, and yeah, it was a contract like okay. anything else. Okay, and and that was in my head. Like right around there, which I guess was like the early mid '90s, when the sort of that end of the business of pornography changed. Like again, I always felt there was when I was younger, when I was 16 years old, there was this clear difference between sort of East Coast pornography, there is, it still is, and West Coast pornography. And East Coast was way seedier and like really just like it was kind of grimy. Okay. Like everything about it was grimy. I don't know about, well, I don't know about grimy, but always remember one thing about California that mm-hmm. people love for, for shooting films is you can depend on the weather. Right. Yeah. We can't do that here. Uh-huh. So if you only did it in New York and wanted exterior footage, you're limited into the time of year. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah. But here, you know, we don't have all the aspiring actresses run to California because they think they're going to be in the films and whatever happens. And it's you get different different women. Not right. seedier, just different, and where we shoot it is different. It wasn't the women were seedy. That's not what I'm saying. I don't want to insult anyone or a particular thing. It was just more it down was, to business. It, no, it wasn't even just an issue of down to business. It was everything seemed darker. Well, we had forty second. We had Times Square. Right. Exactly. No one else has Times Square. <laughs> right. You know, this, and it, but it felt like it. It felt like Times Square and, versus feeling like you're well, in California. But whether you're in New York or you're in Philadelphia or even in Chicago or Detroit, we have old neighborhoods, old cities. You don't. Right. There is no old neighborhood in, in the West Coast. No. It, it doesn't exist. There's yeah. no Western towns anymore. At least not not the way we picture it. There's no old neighborhoods. We have it here. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah, I could see why you'd why you'd say that, but just it was a feeling. It wasn't it had nothing to do with the with with the people on camera. It was just it was almost the style in which it was shot. Mm. It was the it was the background that was used. I mean, you know, it a lot of stuff seemed like it was in, you know, it was shot in a tiny little New York City apartment or it was shot in a in a 
in an empty abandoned warehouse mm-hmm. or stuff like that. You know, exactly. there, there was a definite like tonal and visual difference between, you know, Northeast New York, I guess Philadelphia. I, I mean, I didn't even know any, they were any well anywhere where there would be uh, an old an old neighborhood, an old right, city. Right, you'd find this. Yeah, yeah. you'll find brownstones, you'll <clears> find <throat> basements, you'll find all the same things in all the old neighborhoods. And if they're shooting a movie, it should look similar. Yeah, with the exception of a little bit of an accent tweak. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, w- w- with the actors, how does that work? It, do they? Is it just whatever their agent can negotiate for them, or is there kind of a scale type thing, or what? Oh, I'm, I'm, depends on who the actress is. Okay, depends on what they're doing. They do have they do have say over what they will and will not do. Um, so I, I imagine some people have a set price in mind. I imagine some, especially if they're newer, take you know whatever the going rate is. I really don't know. Yeah, uh, guys do not get paid as much as the women. Sure. And that's how it works. Yeah. You know, it's, if someone has, if they have an agent, so much the better. If not, you know, they do their own. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so probably around this time, we want to get to our get rich quick tip of the week, I'm guessing, right? Sounds like a plan okay. to me. So uh, every week we have a topic and we give you lots of ways to get rich quick with that topic. But we also throw out another little tidbit of information, which is our get rich quick tip of the week brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn, which just gives you... Another avenue to make billions, maybe, off of, right? I will say that in this case, this is really for the people out there who need seed money. Okay. You're not going to make billions, but it's a good way to make that extra cash that you need to invest in whatever the get-rich-quick idea of ours you're taking. Okay. All right? So, So this one is, yeah, so here we go. Every year, millions of volunteers participate in clinical trials. A few turn pro. Welcome to the guinea pig underground. Right now, there's at least 50,000 medical drug trials on humans taking place around the world. The types of trials range from in-hospital testing, where subjects stay for days on end, sometimes weeks, or multiple sessions, where they return to the hospital every few days over months. In the US, where serial guinea pigging is most popular, it's estimated 10 million healthy test subjects are required each year. Depending on duration, rigor, and risk, medical studies can pay as much as 10,000 US dollars each. Professional guinea pigs there can earn $50,000 a year or more. I can look at my arms and I can say, well, that's probably 30,000, that's another 30 grand. So she was looking at the uh, track marks in her arms oh, no. from from, from uh, uh, intravenous drugs that she had been given as part of as, as being a test subject. Wow! For for a drink, um, you know. Look, so this is one of those things that yeah, you can walk out. You know, you do a year of this, and you need some <sighs> extra cash, and you make you know you need fifty grand to you know start something, one of your businesses up that we've suggested on this show, whether it be, uh, uh, you know, the seed money to travel to uh, go and uh, uh, repossess airplanes yep. or yachts or uh, to get your licensure for being a bounty hunter, yeah. any of those things, but uh, or to start your own porn business, yeah. even, if you want to go that route. You can do that for next to nothing. That's easy. <laughs> there you go. I so, can loan you a 20 out of my pocket and you're in business. <laughs> Today's market easily. Just yeah. <laughs> um, but I will. I feel it's necessary to mention that there are 
some potential uh, drawbacks to this. <laughs> well, I'm guessing, yeah. <laughs> you know, there have been some instances, I think in India in uh, 2013, uh, there were 670 deaths uh, <laughs> amongst human guinea pigs. That I think one of the more... Uh, uh, bigger stories in the Western world, in Europe, in London, there were there were nine guys who were taking uh, all given a drug that was supposed to uh, uh, help with rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, I say eight guys, sorry. Within a, within a couple minutes of being administered the drug, six of them went into seizures, had to be rushed to trauma. Uh, one of them went into a coma for three weeks, had to have parts of his body amputated for frostbite symptoms, and uh, they were all told that they would probably all have cancer within five to ten years. Oh, wow. But that's probably a little extra money in there, too, right? Um, uh, there was a settlement after a couple of years for about two million pounds, I believe, for the one guy, the guy who had the, the coma. The other guys, I don't know if they settled. I mean, part, you know, you sign contracts. Yeah. Um, you know, but look, we always talk about risk versus reward on Dread Rich. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be able you know, to. And, and honestly, I don't feel like, you know, with this one, because it's a small amount of money and I want to take no responsibility for sending you out there to do something that might kill you, you don't have to tithe us on this one. This one's a freebie for you guys. Just yeah. take it and run with it. Uh, so, okay. So back to you, Frank. Yeah. So my idea is I, I came from three different tacks, right? The first one, which we already talked about was how to make money off of what is a drain to your business right now. Uh, so the second idea I have is, you know, traditionally, porn's played a, a, a massive role in promoting different technologies, right? Uh, it is what put VCRs in the homes across America, what made VHS trump over beta, what drove home computer buying mm -hmm. and what drove you know uh, everyone going to broadband so it's a it's a big a lot of things are practiced on porn yeah even, <laughs> even the law yeah everything <laughs> uh so so yeah so it's a big driver of technology uh and you know it, it's hard to say what's going to hit what isn't going to hit but w my idea would be to go to silicon valley companies that are developing these new technologies that may take off, may flop, and allow them use of coast-to-coast -coast videos for whatever technology they're trying to promote, and you get a piece. And if it takes off, that piece could be, if you had a piece of Google, you'd be a Google Air right now. So can you give an example of this? So you mean like they would use, have their technology on the on, I don't know how on they would the use film. The oh. this, is, this is how this they would use their technology. Many, many ways of giving people porn without actually charging them for it. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend who had the idea of... Actually, what his hook was, he would give you a tablet, but charge you for a little chip with 20 movies on it. Okay. Or was it you bought the... You know, let me see. No, excuse me. You bought the tablet, but he gave you 20 movies. That's how it worked right. out. And it didn't follow through, but so it, it just didn't follow. I like the idea, though. There's a, a many, many ways. I knew somebody else who wanted to give you the movies for free on a data chip way back when, but charge you for the chip. So the movies <laughs> cost nothing. Uh -huh. uh, but it's like giving someone a padlock, but you charging them for the key. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, there's a lot of ways. Yeah. You know what's ironic is that the you know YouTube is the the pioneers of all this free video stuff, and now they are 
trying to make people pay for stuff and forcing all their YouTube stars to take part in their pay services. Uh, it's cool. it's good for them. Uh, good for the the stars. Uh, since the yeah. internet came along, everyone's a model. Everyone's a journalist. A, a blogger. Hi, I'm writing a paragraph about whatever. Now I'm a blogger. Now you're on all over the web. Everyone's a star. Yeah. Everybody's a star. I don't understand how this <laughs> happened. <laughs> I just don't get. You don't even have to be that talented. You don't no. have to sing or dance. No. You're now a star. Yeah. You because know, hi, I'm on the internet. Yeah. My my cousin worked. Uh, for a company in Chicago where they were making content for, you know, these YouTube star things. And she was saying that they were such crazy prima donnas, all of them, and demanded so much money that this one group was asking so much money for some sort of like, I don't know, whatever is a little five minute video. <laughs> and she went to him and she's like, well, I, I, I don't know why you would ask this much. You know, this is, you know, more than Bob Dylan could get. And she kept using Bob Dylan. And the reason is she went and looked up and she told him eventually, no, I looked it up. Bob Dylan will do it for less than this. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, is that they probably didn't know who Bob Dylan was. No. They're probably a bunch of 20-year-olds. Just every morning in your house, fry an egg. Yeah. Put it on your YouTube channel. If you get enough people subscribing, someone will want to advertise on your, on your channel. Yeah. And they will pay you for yeah. it. Yeah. Noel fries an egg. Yeah. And that'll be it. I wonder if anyone has pitched Bob Dylan to be in a porn. <laughs> I mean, there's an idea. Yeah, have be you one without has, a lot of has dialogue? That, has that ever? I mean, I, I every time there's some kind of like some some thing pops up, like you know Lorena Bobbitt or something like that. I know there are companies that that immediately pitch these people to be in a porn but, for for some reason. Does that ever cross your mind? No. No, and the and the reason no. for that is, no. it just never. Cr it, it's not something I would do, and certainly since you're naming Bob Dylan, I don't expect Bob Dylan to return my yeah, call. Yeah, I don't expect. Uh, but every time you read about that million dollar check in someone's back pocket, he's had that back check that check in his pocket for years, and only uh, a couple of people have. Uh, oh, sure, but the no, the ones that do obviously generate. Uh, I mean, just the offer alone generates free press, yeah, right? Snoop Dogg did porn for a while, didn't Snoop Dogg had his own porn company, I think. Yeah, I don't think he actually acted in know. the Who's porn. Farrah, teen mom. Farrah Abraham, is that it? The, the brunette, what's her name? Farrah? Uh, yeah, 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 she's one of she those ones. She did one or two because she was with that the the actor, and he. I, I saw the movie, I saw the scene. Uh-huh. She could have had a career in this. She's actually quite good at it, but... Uh -huh. Again, it just faded off, and she wound up on couples therapy. And these are not celebrities; these are just people who caught on. They're cute; they caught on. Yeah. As someone who's in the industry, who's been in the industry for a large portion of your life, I would imagine when you watch porn, is it entirely like just angles and number? You know what I mean? Is it like math to you at this point? To an extent, uh, like most of us, I could. Um, I know the point where it's not going to get any better, mm -hmm. <laughs> at least towards what I want to see. Yeah. And I look for certain things. Uh, usually, like a lot of people, I watch it on fast forward when I'm reviewing to see the certain things. Um, one of the things I, I, I am adamant about is when, I, when is that. 
no wedding rings on camera unless the scene calls for a married woman. Okay. That's an obvious thing. And a lot of, sure. you know, we don't want that. If I see it, the director had better hide. <laughs> I want all my actresses manicured. That's, that's, I mean, we're talking about very basic things right. mm-hmm. that I could solve for a hundred bucks for the entire cast. And so you notice that stuff immediately, I right? Because you're that looking stuff, for that. I'm, I'm noticing that very, very fast. While people are going hot and heavy, you're looking at their fingers going, God damn it. Because it's my job to make janky. sure that you enjoy what you're seeing. Absolutely. It's my job, it's my job to make sure that everyone else or the people who want to see this even though we know it's not real, it's not. Belie- we want it to be it look as believable mm-hmm. as possible. A lot of people do not want to be know about married women. A lot of people, a lot of guys don't. Um, so I just like to take it out of the equation, sure, right. And that's in a lot of a lot of productions in a lot of places. It's just. Although I will say, number uh, five on that list of most searched. Uh, pornography things is cheating wives. Okay, but that's people who want that. Right. You don't well, want that in everything. No, I well, understand. Yeah, I get it. But it's, I'm it's, just. It's a lot of times it's <sighs> something they won't do themselves, but they have their fantasy. Of course. Yeah. I mean, as I've always told people, I don't know of any guy that didn't one day, you know, think about getting the girl drunk, but only to me, only a low life would actually get a girl that drunk and yeah. take advantage well, of it. Exactly. But we always think of, oh, I'll give her. It's 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 just the difference of what you're laughing about in your head or thinking about for a second as opposed to what's really going on. Yeah. So if you have a long-term marriage and you have three kids at home and you have this big house and, and you love your wife, doesn't mean you're going to cheat on her. But if for a few minutes you want to watch a movie about whatever, there's no there's no harm in that. No, yeah. not at all. I mean, I think, isn't that kind of the purpose of porn? It's someone acting out the fantasy that you have in your head. Sure. Right? Well, it's how many times have you heard either a man or a woman look at someone on in Hollywood and say, I would dump my husband, my boyfriend for this one, my girlfriend and for this one in a minute? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're never going to meet her. So right. it's okay yeah. to say it. And you know, if you did, you'd probably talk to them for a minute. And yeah, like, and they're not going to talk to you either. Boring. It's okay. You, know? <laughs> it's, 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 it, you just want to keep the fantasy viable for yeah. as long as you can right. and in any way you can. and. And if I want to make sure that at least there's one, say, redhead in my movie, I'm going to watch all the scenes, and if I don't see a redhead, I'm going to be very upset, which is why I have taken to holding back the director's fee. Oh, really? You want to to get paid, you're going to give me what I want. Mm -hmm. I don't ask you for much, but what I'm asking you for... I want to see, and if I want to see someone drinking a full bottle of water, you better make sure they're thirsty. Yeah. Do so, you uh, do you run into directors who give you flack about artistic integrity? No, I, I never have. Um, I don't. Again, I don't ask for much. I leave right. them with a pretty free hand. Uh-huh. The only real, I won't say argument or debate. It was just that a few of the ideas that I had compared to what was really going on was one director who I'm still very friendly with said to me, it's mostly because of when I came up in this business, um, I have a feature mind in a gonzo world. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking in terms of a movie of a full story, when most people are putting together little short scenes mm-hmm. and scotch taping them together and saying, movie. Yeah. And I don't think that way. And you want a through line. I like a beginning, a middle, and an end. Sure. And I taught, uh, I've taught a couple of directors why this is important, especially in their editing. And I have taught some people why, who were not familiar, who had the technical ability to work the computer, but had no experience in doing what they were doing, of why when they're looking at a bunch of thumbnail shots of artwork, why subtle 
differences in, in pictures make a difference on the box cover. Yeah. And he couldn't figure out why I could pick one out from a diagonal angle from like six feet away of a thumbnail shot, uh, that small of a picture, while he's looking right at it and can't see what I'm looking at. So it took me a while, but I taught him. Now he's much better at his job at it. He mm -hmm. always had the ability. He has the natural eye, but he needed a few tweaks. Yeah. Would you ever want to take uh, all these skills that you've been learning and apply them and make like non pornography videos at all or do you are you sure. happy being in the realm that you no, are no no sure i'm i'm open to anything i like i like creating i like um putting something out there that people can enjoy it doesn't have to be x-rated it can be anything yeah sure yeah so when 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 you get these these films is all the editing done in california as well or do you guys do the editing the editing can be wherever you want uh, so you yeah. don't have a, so again so just so i understand as far as the the sort of creative input that you have in this it's really giving a, a base storyline specific things that you are looking for that you want this video to have yeah. and then you really leave it up to them to create i would imagine if you are because as i understand it a lot of the directors in porn especially now are people who actually want to be directors like they they several that have gone to film school of course there are and and like the idea to have that kind of freedom to a certain degree has got to be a, a lovely thing, as well, long as they hit these certain well, little. When this all first started, all these people were trained actors, trained singers, trained dancers. Right. They were they were trained. If they came up in the seventies, these are people who went to acting school. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. And for one reason or another, they found themselves doing. Uh, pornography doing porn but very talented very intelligent sure. people yeah i know one woman who has like i think a 168 iq and is a classical pianist i know a few of them that are, that are registered nurses i don't know if their licenses are up to date but they are they can save your life right now and <laughs> it's they're a very i will always say about the people in my business is that and when i've told people several times I have been privileged to meet some of the best people mm -hmm. I will ever come across. They are, they have been, they are kind, they are intelligent. We have, we, we have a, a sense of humor about things that wouldn't occur to you to talk about. Um, and they're just, and like anywhere else, you have some, you have some low lives running around, but yeah, sure. you, you, I have met some, some great people along the way yeah and who've taught me a lot um i think it's about that time for our second clip of the day okay for... yeah so uh every week we not only tell you lots of ways to get rich quick but we also take a look at what are you going to do with that money when you get it so uh whether this is where you're going to go and spend that money that you're about to tithe us with or if it is an inspiration to get you off the couch and get out there and make your millions uh here's our Brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Get rich quick. Spend that money. Spend that money. Meet the world's most expensive dog. The 11-month-old red Tibetan Mastiff named Big Splash, or Hong Dong natively, was purchased by a coal baron in northern China for $1.5 News of the purchase is trending as Big Splash supplants another Tibetan Mastiff named Yangtze River No. 2, purchased for $500,000 in 2009. The ancient breed from Central Asia has recently become a status symbol like sports cars and jewelry amongst the Chinese elite. So in China, it's all about the menagerie. I mean, we had one get rich 
quick spend that money that was the, uh, the racing pigeons. The the million dollar racing pigeon. Yeah. Now we've got a million and a half dollar dog. Um, and uh, I think it's interesting. Uh, you can make the correlation. Hong Dong. And we're talking about <laughs> porn today. That was Boo. terrible. I know. Oh, Frank is, <laughs> Frank is shaking his head terribly. It's not like I've never heard this before. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's, I, it, I did not, I did not uh, intentionally do that. That is the dog's actual name. I just thought it was fitting that, you know, on, on that kind of thing. Um, uh, uh, so, so on my third thing that I have here for you, so... First, we had how to try and make money off of what is uh, pulling money away from you. Second was to try and make money off of tertiary industries. And so the third one I'm looking at is how do we give a value add to the porn that you guys are already producing, right? Value. A value add. add, You know, like uh, up up the price or up the market for it. So. Oh. Um, you want a, you want a, a new hook, <laughs> a new hook exactly. So, um, uh, no, no, I don't mean a new thing that's out there. I, so, what I was thinking was, if uh, if you took your porns and you worked another angle into the film, so you could have uh, maybe self help porns or porns that help you learn Spanish or a different language, uh, and so you have a lesson plan built in. It would make it more fun for people to listen to, and so they would actually watch their lessons. You want to put Rosetta Stone into into pornography? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Ro- Rosetta Bone. Rosetta <laughs> uh, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> All right. I had actually there is uh, I had read that there is a uh, a porn out there right now that has actually got a sponsorship. Um, I, I like product placement. You mean? Yep, product placement. Okay. Um, and I, for the life of me, I can't remember what it was that was that was that was placed in it. But I feel this idea of product placement is becoming a thing, where where uh, uh, companies are getting toy manufacturers to basically, you know, they'll make their scenes and uh, uh. Use exclusively use this company's toys, and they'll have their stuff plastered all over all over the the background and yeah, stuff like that. Okay, it makes all the sense in the world. Product placement seems it's it's it seems like it's a given. Okay, so you get a product placement. You could have the Rosetta Bone. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Rosetta Bone. Learn how to speak dick. I don't. <laughs> what what are you? What? Well, learn how to speak uh, whatever Spanish, Chinese, uh-huh. whatever. Through sex, through the through the porn, they'll have lessons yeah. worked into the porn. Oh, I see. That's brilliant. So it'll be just suddenly in the middle of it, she'll start screaming in uh, in a foreign language, and then the translation will be underneath. I haven't worked out all the details. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to help you work out the yeah. details. Um. Uh, so, uh, Frank, if people wanted to uh, take a look at Coast to Coast, see what they have out there. Uh, how would they find out more about you? Well, let's see. You can find me on almost every VOD site there is out there. I'm on Hot Movies. Okay. I am on ABN, ABN.com, HotMovies.com. I have my own website, CoastToCoastArt.com. Okay. Um, that's a, an art-only site, not for sale, but I'm, I'm on there. Um, if there's a mail-order company with a VOD attachment, 
I'm there. Okay. All right. So all over the place. Coast to coast VOD.com. All right. Is out there. Yes. Uh, If people want to get in touch with us and, you know, give us some feedback on the show or give us some ideas for shows or tell us some rules to judge our schemes by, you guys can uh, get us on Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. Um, email us at uh, GRQ with Josh and Noel. That's right. Or you can get us on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. You can get us on iTunes. Just look up Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. And you can rate and review us, which I'm sure you love doing every week. And of course, you can always listen to us twice a week uh, on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. Five o'clock on Saturdays. That's right. And rebroadcast four o'clock on Mondays. So, Frank, at the end of every show, what we like to do is uh, take some rules that we find randomly on the Internet on getting rich quick, and we throw those rules up against the wall of the topic that we have today and see if we can get rich with the topic that we discussed. So today, a little bit of a juxtaposition, today's rules are, and our God wants you to be rich, five faith-based rules. (laughs) I feel good about this, personally. Because faith is faith. Whatever you have faith in, there it is. So here we go. First rule, trust God, but not his enemies. Now, some people would say porn is the enemy of God. I don't think so at all, because uh, what's the first rule God has thrown out there? Be fruitful and multiply. That's sex, right? (laughs) So I think that we're hitting it on that one. Okay. Personally. All right. Agree with that? Are we all checking that box? All right. (laughs) <laughs> uh, second rule, which has nothing to do with the topic of any sort, but Wall Street won't make you rich. It's stealing from you. I don't know why that's a rule for getting rich. I don't know. But uh, I agree with it. I agree with it. I mean, unless you have already our millionaire or a billionaire, as our people are searching to be. Um, so we'll take that one off as well. Sure. All right. Um, Go to California, not to Wall Street. Uh, third rule, stop working for corporate America if you want to get rich. Well, yeah, I think uh, in general the porn industry would be full of people that are trying to uh, make their own way, right? Uh, there, are pe- oh, there are plenty of people trying to make their own way, and there are plenty of creative people trying to make their own way. And if they can take a camera and yeah. somehow Find a grind away and make their living every week and get yeah. their paycheck here as opposed to working for somebody else yeah. and listening to their bullshit all day. Yeah, exactly. And go ahead. Just like you, any actors yeah. or, or anything. So that's check, a check. that box. Yeah. Uh, and finally, uh, faith-based getting rich means trusting in you incorporated. Again, we're tagging right on to the previous <laughs> one. So, I mean, again, yeah. I think if you're uh, starting a porn business, any business you're starting from scratch that you have full faith in that you're going to make successful for you, uh, yeah. you got to believe in you. Yeah. Well, I, I'd rather believe in myself than put my faith in someone I have never met. Boom. Um, yeah, boom. exactly. So uh, five for five. Five for five. I mean, it's a, it can be a struggle, but you can get rich in porn is what I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of this. Noel? Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree 100%. All right. So, uh, once again, for uh, Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel on Radio Free Brooklyn, and uh, as always, uh, Herschel underscore the underscore Doxador. <laughs> yeah, don't spend all the knowledge one place, guys. <laughs>